0: Let's see if they can play physical football today. Let's become great. You know how we do our thing. Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems, Stein Brewing Company, kix Bookstore, Shamrock Printing, All-Star Embroidery, Garage Experts of Columbus, and Burger Meat Market, Buckeye Lake. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7.
1: And a good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Licking County Locker Room, live at the Stein Brewing Company, 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. What a beautiful night. For you all to come out and have some great food and some great drinks down here at the Stein Brewing Company. And again, proceeds will be going to our high featured high school tonight. If you're able to get down here before 7 p.m. and that high school is Licking Heights. And we'll be speaking to members of the Licking Heights Athletic Department here in just a bit. But hopefully you are able to come down because again, a beautiful fall evening here on Columbus Day. Celebrated down here at the Stein Brewing Company
0: coaches players and more it's the licking county locker room with brian mays live at stein brewing company on church street in downtown newark on kate 98.7
1: and we are back here at stein brewing company welcome to another edition of the licking county locker room and tonight we're featuring licking heights and happy to be joined by current athletic director of the licking heights hornets ellie geiger thank you very much for joining us tonight so you Come on board here from 2020 from, I believe, from up in West Branch, up in Northeast Ohio. So tell me that kind of uh, adjustment coming from Northeast Ohio to to Central Ohio. What was that like?
2: It was difficult. Um, The middle of COVID made things pretty, um, everything was unknown. And I had spent, um, prior to the three years here, I had spent all but four years of my entire life within a 15-mile radius. (laughs) So to come down to Central Ohio, where... I have three grocery stores within two minutes, where it was 25 to get to one back home. Um, was uh, it was a little bit different, um, just not knowing anyone. Um, I have a very small connection with Coach Walland. He actually went to school with my brother-in-law, so that was a little bit of a slight co- co- connection that made things slightly easier. But everyone's been so welcoming and gracious, so it's it's
1: been good. Good, good, and that is. I I just can't fathom what that has to be like to to get into a new position and have a pandemic which the world hasn't seen for a hundred years and here you are trying to work with students and teachers and families and things of that nature Uh, trial by fire I I don't know that you're not going to have seen anything like that before or or after
2: let's hope not. yeah
1: (laughs) that's very true. West Branch has a, a, a very good uh, athletic program, not the same size, obviously as Licking Heights. so is there a big difference that you see between small and medium to large schools? or is it kind of the, the same type of format?
2: It's the same type of format. The, diff- the biggest difference that I found is West Branch is such a generational district. Mm. My grandparents went there, my parents. Myself, I, everyone is just very generational. You don't normally leave there, and if you leave, you're coming back very quickly. Licking Heights is just growing so quickly that it's we don't have those generational roots all the way through the district. Um, I'm hoping that we just dis- establish those here, mm-hmm. um, but you know, half the district is, is still a rural community. The other half is a little bit more suburban. Um, so that's really been the biggest adjustment. Is Just so many more kids to make sure you keep your thumb on a little bit.
1: Well, and you are stealing a little bit of my thunder because you really are right at that cutoff of rural and and urban uh, yes. i i mean it, it really is that high school is right smack dab yes. in, in that so um when you talked about participation things of that nature do you see more kids getting involved over the last year and a year and a half because uh i've seen it with a couple of schools where the pandemic made some kids say do i want to go through this have do you see that confidence coming back and and wanting to participate
2: yes um the the 2020 season i'm not I'm not sure how many kids dropped off specifically because of the pandemic or, um, whether that, I mean, obviously a a family decision on that, but we are slowly seeing our numbers come back. Um, and like I said, as more kids come into the district, the the more opportunity to, to grab some kids and bring them our way. So,
1: so it's a busy job. It's a, it can be a thankless job. So why in the world did you want to get into it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't plan on getting into it. Um, I was a dual sport athlete in high school, um, went on to play basketball in college, and then I thought I was going to coach. I wanted to be a collegiate women's basketball coach, did that for four years, and found out that I'm not a big fan of recruiting, and I'm not very good at it. (laughs) So um, a position came open back home at West Branch and I thought oh somebody did this for me I, I I, can do this I'm organized had no idea what I was getting into they actually created an assistant job which was a blessing in disguise um that I was able to take over at 26 which was again trial by fire um but I guess um somebody had to do it for me they made my high school experience a very good one um our principal, Angel King, she always talks about high school is all about the memory making. So that is what we are trying to do for kids now. And like I said, someone had to do it for me. The organization, the management side of it is right up my alley. Give me logistics. Give me um, planning an event. I'm I'm there for it. Um, but the other stuff, there are, there's always difficulties in every job. And like you said, it is thankless. And there can be some... Trying individuals that you might have to deal with, um, and obviously things are, are are better when you win but um, basically, like I said, someone had to make my experience a good one, so I'm hoping that I can make our kids experience a good one
1: and and how do you get that message across to to high school students because you know changing from middle school to high school that's a huge change, and now you're seeing sports that maybe weren't offered at the middle school level that you might want to get involved in and so How do you keep it fun, competitive, all those things wrapped into one from freshman to the senior level?
2: I rely on our coaches. Um, I try, as you have heard when I came in here, public speaking is not really my jam. Being in front of everyone really not my thing. Um, (laughs) You're doing fine. You're doing fine. But if I can rely on the great group of coaches that we have, they are the ones that have the passion for their individual sports. I can dabble in sports, I, you don't need to ask me about the ins and outs of soccer, not going to be able to understand it, but Kevin Fisher and Mickey Cronin, they're going to be able to do that for you. Um, I know enough about football to enjoy it and know what's going well or not, but Coach Wallen's the X's and O's guy that's going to get the kids excited and wanting to be a part of the program.
1: Do you see, and you touched on this a little bit, that the the momentum is starting to to pick up? Um, And is it across the board, consistency between fall, winter, and spring? Uh,
2: Yes, I would say that. Um, We now have had, we haven't had as much head coaching turnover here the last three years, which I think plays a big part. Mm -hmm. Um, We are in the process of building a brand new athletic complex that's supposed to be online. As long as there's no construction delays, fall of 23. So we're hoping that that is a another push towards getting kids to get excited about being a part of Licking Heights athletics.
1: So we talked about the growth, and it's no secret that the western part of the county is going to continue to explode with Intel and other things coming in here. Um, you know, how do you kind of prepare for something that's it's not here yet? But it is coming, and Heights is in the midst of a as a growth as we speak. I mean, can you lay any groundwork, or is it just kind of, well, we're, we'll deal with it when we can?
2: Um, a little bit of both. I mean, we will deal with it when we can. We're not exactly sure how much it's going to affect us, simply because we have already had our explosion. Right. Um, yes, the, the ripple effects will happen, but it's more, in my opinion, the Johnstowns, the Uticas, the Northridges that are going to turn into what we were just 10 years ago. Um, and see that explosion happen. I mean, we've always got um, irons in the fire to see what more sports can we add. You know, can we get extra coaches on board to make sure our kids are being serviced? Um, But until it actually hits us, I'm not real sure how much you can actually plan in a hard copy form. And does... I
1: assume that would help, again, moving forward, because, and this is no slight on on anybody whatsoever, because the LCL, I remember growing up and seeing a part of it, but certain schools have grown more than others, and, you know, some people sometimes will scratch their head when they see Leaking Heights play Utica, uh, because they're like, well, that's a really big school, and that's a really small school, so... I guess the growth could really help stabilize the LCL moving
2: forward. Absolutely. Um, again, it's hard to know how it's actually going to hit and how quickly that is going to happen. Um, our commissioners have done a great job of keeping communication lines open to see just expansion at, at this current state before we know what happens, just to see you know, who would be interested, who wants to come on board, um, really even up our division so we don't have those discrepancies in the crossover situations. Um, but... Seven years from now, we could be looking at a completely different dynamic in the league where we aren't a divisional, divisional league anymore. We could all be roughly the same size, which would be, I think, something very different that we haven't seen since the old LCL.
1: Do you want to have kind of that balance of a schedule um, from whatever sport we want to talk about with LCL and then some of those um, eastern side Columbus schools? Is that still something of a, of a balance that you're looking for?
2: Yes. Um, our, our tournament draw, just on, based on how the discrepancy is in the LCL right now, we always go central. Um, so we really need to see a lot of those OCC schools in our non-conference Um, Contest simply because that's who we're going to be matched up against in the tournament. So we put the focus on trying to win the LCL first, but then we also have to be ready for tournament play by balancing it out with the other big schools.
1: So I always ask one tough question. See, we've made it all the way here, and there's been no problem whatsoever. And it's really not a tough question. It's kind of my own personal concern about it. And you were uh, a former player in high school. The expansion of the football playoffs, I don't know that I'm a huge fan. The expansion of even high school basketball from 20 regular season to 22 regular season games. Uh, Yeah, you're going to get some more participation. You're going to have more activity. I'm just kind of concerned about the the bleeding into other different sports and maybe making some athletes have to make decisions.
2: Am I way off base here? No. (laughs) Um. But... (laughs) <laughs> you're you're not off base. Um, I think those are two different situations though. okay um, as, a, as a former I, I, my, at my high school I was actually a state champion in bas- in girls basketball and we went very far in, in our softball. 94? So, 04. 04. okay 04, yeah. 04. All right. Um, 98 was the, the first state I, team. Gotcha. but um, 22 games. In a regular season basketball schedule, I do believe is too much personal opinion, Um, especially if you are looking to run seven extra games into the tournament. Mm -hmm. However, having an opportunity to participate in a playoff situation like football, that is very exciting for the kids. And we are looking for more opportunities to get kids excited about staying with sports. So expanding to 16 teams gets that many more kids that opportunity to get that playoff feel or that taste of the postseason. I'm going to support that because I think that's what's best for the memory-making situations with kids. However, I don't see how adding two extra regular season games is benefiting the kids in that regard. Does that make sense? It does. It okay.
1: does. Yep. That's a that's a good argument you threw to me. Um, I'll meet you halfway on the football. Maybe go with 16 and the top four get a bye mm-hmm. uh, or something to that nature. But... Um, I- i can see why it was done post-covid i just was kind of concerned that you know one versus 16 there was it did happen a 16 did win last year so it is it is possible um but i guess i guess time will tell on that but i'm just kind of interested because i want kids to be able to play a lot of different multiple sports um and i'm sure your coaches get along fine and the winter sports understand, hey, we we're may get these kids three right. or four games into our regular season right. and, and they're okay with that. Honestly. They're
2: okay with it. But you I mean, it is tough. I mean everyone thinks their sport is the the most important, which that's why they're the coach of that sport. But it is it is tough for I mean, spring sports have been doing it for years though. True. true. Um, winter sports are now just getting a little taste of what spring has had to do for a while. Fall's the only one that really gets to start with a clean slate, August one and you don't have to worry about that. So
1: we don't want to touch too much on on last Friday because it it wasn't the result that you were you were looking for, and we'll talk to Coach a little bit about it here in a minute. But that had to be a great atmosphere between two rival schools. I'm going to guess West Branch and Salem. Yep same same type of yep. matchup, but to have a, a full house on a Friday night, yes, the atmosphere was pretty cool. I yes, assume.
2: it was it was, and and Watkins did a phenomenal job with their first responders and military appreciation night. There were a lot of extra people in the house too because of that. Um, But that's what you want in a rivalry game. You want the kids to play in front of a big crowd and you want it to go down to the wire. You just always hope that your team comes out on top.
1: Before I let you go, and again, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on the Licking County Locker Room. Words of advice to students, college students that want to maybe get into sports administration because it has become a a hot degree. Uh, People are interested in it. There's so many opportunities now. Uh, What advice would you give somebody who's looking to go into this field?
2: Um, you're going to need a thick skin, and you're going to need to learn to not take things personal. Um, you you want to take it personally so you can do the best job that you can, but the outside noise you can't you can't take personal. So control your un- control your controllables, just like every coach would say. So
1: perfect analogy That's ellie appreciate it. your time tonight thank you so much thank you appreciate you when we come back we'll talk some licking heights football after this time out here live at the stein brewing company on the licking county locker room on kate
0: 98.7 you're listening to the licking county locker room with brian mays live at stein brewing company on church street in downtown newark on kate 98.7
1: and we're back here at Stein Brewing Company, talking some Looking Heights football. Happy to be joined by head coach Kalen Wallen with us, along with quarterback Deuce Caldwell and also lineman Andrew Smith. Right? All right, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, Coach. Let's talk about last Friday, the the lead up to the Battle of Broad Street. Both teams peaking at the right time. Great ball game, back and forth. Overall, your thoughts of how your team did in a in another hostile environment?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know. What? Um, obviously it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to um but you know the the kids were were dialed in all week and and you know that's the kind of high school environment that you're hoping to play in when you're uh you know when you when you're a player or even when you're a coach uh you know those the type of games that that people talk about for a really long time and i I was really proud of our kids you know a couple things didn't go our way and and it would have been real easy to pack it up and, and and give it in but uh you know they were battling right till the very end and you know we were right there at the end with the, with a chance to make a play to win and didn't go our way that day, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back to, to try again.
1: Well, and you look at your schedule, uh, there's been some really tough opponents. Tri-Valley, Bell Fountain, you knock off undefeated Newark Catholic at the time. Then you go and knock off undefeated Granville. And then you have your matchup with Watkins Memorial, and you got another big one coming up, uh, you know, coming up this Friday. So it seems like cool. your team is, is mentally tested, and I know we can't look ahead too far, but you know trump postseason play i don't think there's going to be a lot this team hasn't seen so far this
3: year yeah i mean you know it's it's part of the part of the game you know you want to make sure that you're you're testing yourself each and every week and against the best competition that we can get ourselves around and i you know i think that uh you know not only our non-league schedule but you know, I think the LCL is is a really underrated conference uh, in Central Ohio and even in the state. You know, I think that doesn't maybe have the reputation that some of those Northwestern or Northeastern conferences do, but you know, every week it's it's a battle to see if you can come out on top, and you know, hopefully that pays off for us down the road if we if we make it into the playoffs and. see where we can go from there
1: deuce how do you see this ball club at at this point with two games to go in the regular season uh you you feel good about this team you feel confident with uh again we we know you guys are going to get into the postseason i'll say it so uh how do you feel about this ball club with two games to go in the regular season
4: yeah i'm i'm definitely confident in our guys uh oh my bad i'm definitely confident in our guys we um any of our losses, we all know that it's all been uh, just you know bad game from us, and we're just working on our mistakes, working on us. That's what we that's what we go about every week. I think so. I think as long as we clean up mistakes, turnovers, you know mishaps, miscommunication. No no team can really, you know, stay with us as long as we do it all four quarters. So you came into the season a lot
1: of hype. Uh, I mean, people said, hey, he's one of the best quarterbacks, uh, not just in the county, not just in central Ohio, but overall in the state. What what type of pressure or did you not
4: feel the pressure coming into this season? Uh, yeah, honestly, I th- I think, you know, for me, the work I put in, I just think, I, you know, that's where I want to be. So I just, you know, take that hype and I try to – you know, distance myself from other normal people, the average, and I want to put myself above that and exceed the expectations people might think. You know,
1: this county has a lot of good run throw quarterbacks. The dual threat quarterback is here to stay in, in Licking County. Uh, you're at the top of that list now, you know. Do you have more fun juking people running or hitting the big pass down the field? Or is it, definitely. hey, whatever
4: works, I'm good with it? Right. I, I think it's definitely whatever works. But, you know, I just think I like, I like going about whatever game it is. If a, team, if a team usually allows a lot of pass, I like to pass on them. If a team, you know, I just like to be dynamic or whatever the team needs that week. You know, I'm sure you've been told. You're too small to
1: play
0: quarterback.
4: Oh, yeah. All right. So how do you handle that? Are you just let? Hey, I mean, my talent will speak for itself. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how I go about it. I mean, I've been told that since since middle school before I even <laughs> before I even came into high school to even play quarterback. So, I just I just you know those are just words go in one ear out the other, and I just practice just like any other quarterback
3: and let the results show. Coach, what do you think about this kid? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I couldn't be more fortunate to have been around this guy for, for for 4 years now and you know you know I think that an underrated aspect of him is his toughness and you know you you can see he's not the biggest guy in the world but I don't think there's anybody that I would trust, you know, in a one-yard situation or, you know, with the game on the line and, and you know, it doesn't really matter who's lined up across from him. He's going to compete and try to give him the best shot he can. And, you know, in most circumstances he usually comes out on top. So, you know, it makes my job easy uh, when you got a guy like that with the ball in his hands all the time. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really lucky to be around him. You're
1: definitely a tremendous athlete, but if you don't have – the big guys up front—they make all the difference in the world. And Andrew, the, the games that we've seen, line play—it's no different every year. Year, it's you know, if the line can control the line of scrimmage, teams are going to be successful. So, talk about your preparation and what you try to do, uh, getting ready
5: each week, and, and knowing that the line play is going to make the difference, win or lose. Well, so you're right about that. Like the line always—you know—we win the line, and we're going to win the game. And um, each week. I try and get me in my line and all of us, really, even the backups, all ready for the game and making sure we all know what to do. Our footwork's right. Our stances are right. We you know our assignments every week. And, you know, also in the offseason preparation, um, we all trained really hard. Some of us went to other, like, different trainers even just to train and get better. And I think it's shown this year for sure. Because um, that was going to be kind of my follow-up is,
1: well, a lot of folks – don't know the hard work that goes into the preseason. I, I would say probably your position is make or break in condition in preseason before the season starts. Maybe more than any other on the field.
5: Uh, yeah, for sure, and especially um, footwork. Footwork and having a good stance and footwork is very important. Um, and being able to you know keep your hands inside, don't get flags and any holding or anything like that. And off-season training is very important for linemen. Now this is a question from a guy that's not that smart, so
1: bear with me here. But I I'm I'm more impressed at the high school level when you've got quarterbacks like Deuce that I'm assuming sometimes can make the decision if he wants to throw, depending on what's there, that there's not more ineligible linemen downfield because I, I'm sure you know what he might do, but he might change his mind. So I guess it really
5: is knowing the scheme and knowing when you're at where you're at on the field. And, yeah, and that's true. And that's happened to us a couple of times this year, especially against the Catholic Dame. Happened, happened once. Um, you know, sometimes a little confusing. You know, ha- for us it's a run play, but then it might be a toss or like a pass downfield. Um, but it's just the whole working together and teamwork thing. You just gotta get it together, the minor minor details, and we we'll be fine. You mentioned the Newark Catholic game,
1: and that was a domination of a line of scrimmage. And then you go to Granville, and it really is the same thing. So when you look across to your opponent, and you can see they're starting to get tired, they're starting to get the hands on the hips, how, how does that fire you
5: guys up? Well, I mean, that that's the money right there. You see that, and you're like, we're going to keep going. We're not going to stop the entire game. And if you don't like it, get out of the game.
1: <laughs> he sounds like an alignment, no doubt about it. So coach, um, where do you feel the program? is? I asked Deuce, you know about the team right now. This is, I believe your fourth year uh, as the head coach. How are you feeling about where, where the team is at? Uh,
3: you know, I, I think that that these guys have kind of been uh, uh, the group that has, has tried to take us to the next level, you know and, and I think you know I think that we're on the verge of that, you know whether you know we can finish this year out the right way we want to and make a run in the playoffs. And you know, I think that these guys are going to be the ones that set the tone for the future generations uh, to kind of understand what the work is supposed to be like, you know, because uh, Schmitty mentioned, you know, their offseason was spectacular, mm. um, you know, and, and it was, you know, 30, 40, 50 guys in the weight room on January the 11th, you know, and, and that's a long way from the season. And you know, a lot of guys could be thinking about other things, and, and they weren't, you know, they're, they're in there getting their work done. And making sure that their teammates, the people that they expect to, you know, get their work done, and you know, we had a lot of kids come out for the first time this year to play football. They were excited about the team and the program, and you know, that can be distracting if you don't have the right kind of leadership. And you know, these guys and and their classmates did an outstanding job of setting the tone, and and hopefully, that lasts for. You know the next couple of years to to come and they've taught the the younger guys how to do, lead the same way
1: so Deuce I'll start with you both of you really about that I mean you lead by example uh, preparation getting ready do you see the the sophomores and juniors and maybe a few freshmen grasping that and understanding
4: that definitely I, I have to mention Josiah Ayers and Reese Powell of, of Rip I mean they're just way more mature than any usual sophomore. I mean, not only on the field, but off the field, they, they'll they definitely you know, they'll definitely lead a team right now. So by the next two years, they'll, they'll be leaders of the team, leaders of the league, you know, and along with their other classmates and some juniors, like Michael Andrew, you know, they're, they're, there's definitely a, future, a bright future for them.
5: Andrew, what do you touch? You know, I agree too. Um, let's focus on the line-wise. I think that even though we're going to lose three seniors next year, we still have really good guys that are going to come up, and they're going to step up and show what they're made of. Um, you know, got Aaron Armour at center. And then um, Olu, Uh he played a little bit at Watkins. He's going to be good next year too, James. And I can't wait for – see how they do next year. And I said this when we had Watkins on with us. I really think both schools
1: – I don't want to say they're sleeping giants, but I think you even talked about it. There's something that might – Be there to take it to the next level.
3: You know, I think that I just think that the LCL in general is is slept on a little bit from the outside perspective. You know, because we're outside of 270, and you know, we don't oftentimes interact with the OCC as much as as some other leagues do, and and so you know, we, we don't maybe get the immediate attention from outside of the county that that a lot of other schools do. But you know, these districts are growing really fast, and you know, and the caliber of athlete that I've seen. You know, in my 15 years or so of being at Licking Heights has changed dramatically, uh, especially in numbers. You know, there, there was good athletes, you know, that could help, you know, play on a team like we have now 15 years ago. But there wasn't nearly the number of them that we have. And, you know, and the same could be said for for Watkins and Granville. And, you know, you're starting to see it throughout the county that, you know, these guys that are are, you know, high level athletes that, that maybe don't get the attention that, you know, hopefully that'll keep going. And, and you know, the LCL can kind of stake its claim as a top league.
1: So we talked about it. No sleep. You've got Harvest Prep coming in. They're undefeated. Uh, Talk around their schools. They think they can make a run in their division for a state title. Um, Obviously, it seems like they've got some speed and some athletes there. So game plan for Friday night.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's – it's no different than it's really been for the whole week. You know, Deuce kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. We, we focus our attention on ourselves and making sure that we execute to our highest game plan. Uh, you know, they're going to provide a, a, a real challenge. Uh, you know, they, they have size and speed and they're aggressive and, you know, they, they kind of play a... a that chaotic style, I guess. Um, and, you know, that's that comes from, you know, a guy that I've, their defensive coordinator played for us, uh, you know, not too long ago. So, uh, you know, we know him a little bit. And, you know, he's one of the most intense dudes I know and, and was one of our best players uh, that we had. So, you know, they kind of have that attitude that goes with them. So for us, it's going to just be about, you know, we can't waste time worrying about what happened last week. We got to turn the dial back up and, and you know, we're going to have to play our best game to give these guys what we need.
1: The old cliche, Andrew, physicality, and that's got to play a role Friday night, I'm sure.
5: Oh, yeah, for sure. And we talked about this today. You know, the teams that Harvest Prep has played, you know, they're good, but they I don't think they've played someone as physical as us, and they're going to learn how to be linemen this week
1: you gotta love him don't you Uh, for sure and deuce i mean here you are on the stage as a quarterback you're coming in with a state-ranked team coming in to play you i'm sure you're ready for the spotlight
4: oh yeah just like last week you know i'm even more excited for this game you know this is the what third or fourth team we've played that's been undefeated so i mean yeah we we only get more and more excited for every big game i mean we we have all the people that we need for it in any game so I just wanna take this week by, you know, anything I missed last week, I wanna take this week and lead everybody and every chip that was that was lost, I wanna put it back put it back the right way and just rebuild. And last question,
1: whoever wants to answer it if all three because you all three have seemed to say okay tough loss we've moved on we've got a big opponent coming up do you see that with the team like practice so far understanding we've got to move on everybody's seeing that
3: yeah i mean it was a big focus for us today you know it's okay. it, it, it the, the, that last friday is going to sting for a long time and it's going to be something that you know that we have to deal with and, you know for some of them for a really long time but you know we said it today harvest prep they don't care they don't care that we lost the game they don't care that we played our rival they don't care what our emotions are you know they're going to be coming in trying to trying to you know set their own legacy so if we want to you know if we want to rebound and we really can't dwell on that very long and you know so hopefully we'll uh we'll be back on the on the horse this week and and you know moving in the right direction it's right.
1: a busy time of year, guys. We appreciate you coming down here to the Licking County Locker Room. Congratulations on a great season so far. Good luck Friday night. Hey, thank you. It. thank, thank you. you. We will wrap up this edition of the Licking County Locker Room live from the Stein Brewing Company after our final timeout here on Kate ninety-eight point
0: seven. We're back talking high school football with the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark on Kate ninety-eight point seven.
1: And getting ready to wrap up this edition of the Licking County Locker Room, let's go over the top six poll of Licking County football teams. Number six holding in at the sixth spot is Licking Valley Heights. Licking Heights, we should talk about them. They're going to be the number three team this week. Number five is the Heath Bulldogs. The Bulldogs on a roll right now, playing extremely well. And their matchup coming up with Newer Catholic this Friday for the LCL Championship. The fourth team right now that we have... Currently in the Licking County lead, that would be the Granville Blue Aces. The Aces with a huge win over Zanesville. We talked about Licking Heights there at number three. Number two, the Green Wave of Newer Catholic. Strong showing coming up this this past Friday against the Lakewood Lancers and now Newark Catholic gets ready for the Heath Bulldogs and they have already clinched a playoff spot. So the Green Wave is the second team and the number one team in the poll this week is the Watkins Memorial Warriors moving to 7-1 and one on the season with their win over arch rival Looking Heights. Watkins Memorial, the number one team in the county this week. Coming up this Friday night, we will be in Hanover as the Licking Valley Panthers will entertain the Granville Blue Aces. Kick off at 7 p.m. right here on Kate 98.7. And coming up next Monday here from the Stein Brewing Company, we'll be highlighting the Northridge Vikings. They'll be our featured high school next Monday night right here. We'll hope you can join us starting at 6. That'll do it from the Stein Brewing Company on this Monday evening. I'm Brian Mays. Have yourselves a great Monday night. We'll talk to you Friday from Licking Valley.
0: This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7. Tonight's show is brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems, Stein Brewing Company, Kicks Mix Bookstore, Shamrock Printing, All Star Embroidery, Garage Experts of Columbus, and Rich Burger Meat Market, Buckeye Lake. Join us next Monday night at 6 for the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7. Kate, 98.7.